0: Auckland's Manarewa High School is rolling out fresh desks in their new science blocks. A block and they're made from completely recycled plastics. They're designed to go the distance, and it's all the work of a Maori owned company turning plastic waste into long lasting materials. We've met Rui Ping before. He was in showing off some of his new chopping boards and thought we'd uh, welcome him back about this uh, exciting project. He's co founder and CEO of the company Critical, who produces these plastics. Kia ora koe, rui.
1: Koe, brother. Good to have you. Good to see you again, brother. Yeah, it's great something. to see you
0: too. And what I liked about this is um, with the chopping boards, it was kind of a a nice, media-friendly kind of um, consumer good. We could all understand it. But this is a really practical, educational, pragmatic use for this product that you've designed. It must be a pretty exciting day for you.
1: It is, Abro. I think um, when you look at um, sort of school or learning environments, you have... Um, kind of products or surfaces or tables that does get pretty beaten up over the years and um, the fact that I think there's about 165,000 odd classroom tables that at some stage in their life will end up in landfill, um, is one of the problems that we would love to help you know solve um, ourselves.
0: Can you remind us what your product is?
1: Yeah sure bro, Um, so we make Cleanstone, it's um, it's our 100% recycled plastic, low carbon and fully uh, recyclable at the end of its life panel and we We help designers and architects create beautiful spaces that are also sustainable and low carbon and zero waste.
0: What plastic do you take in to turn into your clean stone?
1: Yeah, bro, so um, I think in El Aotearoa we recycle four out of 24 plastic types. So um, with Critical, we've developed the technology to be able to process up to 22 out of 24 plastic types. So um, it's anything really, you know, from commercial plastics, industrial plastics, um, fishing nets, uh, soft plastic bags... Post-consumer packaging—it really depends on what is the look that you're trying to achieve, and like a kitchen, we find the ingredients and mm-hmm. in in, um, in our waste that we mix into Cleanstone.
0: Is there any shortage of ingredients for you?
1: No, Laura bro. Um, quite, quite the opposite. To be honest, I think every year we import four hundred thousand tons of plastics, new out of new petrochemicals. Um, and we send to landfill up to three hundred and thirty thousand tons every single year, which is a pretty astronomical amount for a little country like Aotearoa. Mm.
0: But so, do you have an, enough plastic from that um, amount of plastic being recycled to make as much product as you need to make?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. We have we have to probably say a lot more nos um, than we say yeses to in terms of people wanting to send us their plastics and stuff. Um, yeah, the the most important model for us is. You know, the the uh, the circular economy requires uh, quality products to be sold and used on the other side, um, not just the regular intake of materials. So we're very intentional about what the products that we produce, where they're going, before we say yes to high um, or the higher volumes of plastics that are being requested to come to us.
0: Yeah. Because I should say, as well as being a, a kind of a practical and, and cool solution, mm. they kind of look beautiful as well, right? Yeah,
1: and that that's really the that's really the intent. You know, sustainability. Um, Like, we're all driven to beautiful products and great products, and sustainability is kind of the bonus. It's the the icing on top, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. How did this deal with Manurewa High
1: come about? Well, the principal, um, Pete Jones, he's a real forward-thinking principal. Um, Like, they're a really innovative school, and what makes them super innovative is their ability to partner with industry and partner with other brands and companies. So Pete Jones you know, approached us um, and initially we were working with firmware to offer a circular solution to be able to take, um, they realised that every year they were throwing out X amount of tables. While the tabletops were broken, the legs were actually really nice and, and they were still quite fine to use. So Pete and I, we got talking and we kind of thought, hey, we've got this great product called Cleanstone. Instead of taking the whole thing out and buying new furniture, is there an opportunity that we can explore where we just replace the laminate tabletops that have chipped and broke and swell um, and hopefully create a, you know, well, in exchange, use a durable product um, that's really beautiful but also good for the planet.
0: Has it all worked without a hitch, or have there been some challenges to overcome?
1: Yeah, mostly I would say it's been probably 85%. Like there's, a bit of, um, there's a bit of engineering for us to do still in terms of the, the kind of bases and then the, the shapes of the tops that we have mm-hmm. to match ourselves. So some bases are well, very well support clingstone. Others might not So like, support it just as not. Yours nice. is quite heavy, eh? Yeah, ours is a bit heavier um, than laminate and stuff as well. So there's a few considerations that we have to take.
0: Here. Yeah. How many tables have you done?
1: Or so, I hope I'm not quoting this wrong, but we, we might be 200 oh, gosh. potentially in. And um, Manirewa High School is going to commit all of their 690 tables to roll this out over the next, hopefully, 12 months. Really significant, eh? Yeah, it'll be it'll be, it'll be a very exciting example, like a world-leading example for Aotearoa for the rest of the world. Of yeah. A, of schools being going really circular and sustainable. Yeah.
0: And just to be clear, the old tabletops—they're not turned into the new tabletops. You have to find something to do with those.
1: Yeah, that's right. So the, unfortunately, um, laminates. There, there isn't really any. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I suppose I'm not the best person to comment on this. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we just replaced the, the old laminates into a new cleanstone mm-hmm. top. But the goal is that um, if all, if every single classroom table in altero is used as clean stone, then in the future you would have a fully circular table where nothing would ever go into landfill again. Mm. So, yeah, it might take a little bit to get, you know, um, the old laminate tops um, replaced. Yeah,
0: but but at some, once you've got your product on there, um, when that reaches the end of its life, you'd be able to take that back and yeah. turn it into something new again.
1: Yeah, that's right. So there's a couple of things. One is that um, usually when you use a laminate top, it's got it's a it's a MDF using a formaldehyde glue typically, and it's got two paper you know laminates like really mm-hmm. engineered you know tough laminates and an edge band. So what often happens in those tables is the, the surface chip, the edges strip. You get moisture in your laminate, and it kind of yeah it, it kind of degrades and destroys the whole product. With clean cleanstone being 100% recycled plastic, you could every 10 years, let's say. Just sand the surface, and it'll become good as new again. So you, you might actually be able to make it last a few generations if that's what you wanted to, mm. and at the end of life we'll take it back.
0: Like I say, the colours are really cool. Do you, do you choose the colour, or, or how uh, can you have any impact on the colour this recycled plastic turns up as, or how does that work?
1: So um, we're very intentional about the look on cleanstone, and the look and the colours are purely... You are based on the waste plastics that we source. Really? So this one over here that you see, it's our forest clean stone. It uses just plastic bags and green fishing nets um, off, off ships, basically off fishing ships. Um, we can make it into whatever color we want, if it's blue or if it's orange. So our, our plant, our pilot plant, is a bit like um, a kitchen. And we've got all the different ingredients of mm-hmm. um, plastics in different colors. And we can pick and choose which ones we want to combine and blend and turn into a beautiful, wonderful array of colours so that it it, it can never go out of fashion, basically.
0: Does it make economic sense to choose what I presume is a fairly premium product like yours Mm. over just getting a a new cheap desk?
1: Yeah, bro. There's two considerations here. So um, the first consideration is the total cost of ownership. So if you have a product that don't last as much, you actually find that within a 10-year lifespan, you'll probably be buying two desks, mm-hmm. or you might have to pay for someone to replace it. you got to pay for landfill, you got to pay for the shipping, you've got to pay for the bins. They all add up. That Those costs all add up. Whereas if you had a product that lasts, you actually find that it's the cheaper option by year 10 compared to, say, a cheap material like a laminate, for example. The other consideration here is... Um, um, this actually worked out to be either the same or just cheaper than the price of a new desk. Gosh. Because Manyarewa High School themselves, um, we just cut these panels to shape, and their young fellas and their students and their teachers were the ones who actually disassembled the old desks and put the new ones in. So it works out to be actually be a little bit under than the price of a new desk, um, Hope and designed to last yeah. a lifetime
0: should point out they chose their carpet made from recycled materials too hey
1: eh? yeah yeah that's pretty cool isn't it yeah um
0: mm. can you tell me a bit about your company about the purpose of your company and you know where something like this fits into it
1: yeah so um so i i was an architect uh, i remember it was 2013 and we were designing a new airport building uh, back in the day and i remember um the I, I remember you know the current reality of the climate crisis and the waste of landfill. Um, I was trying to choose materials, and as a designer, you know we want to create things that are beautiful and durable. But and but I couldn't find a material at the time. It was either something like um, engineered stone that had questionable ingredients and high carbon footprints, or if it was a sustainable product, which there wasn't many, very many options at the time. Um, it it was it was it was not refined and it was pretty ugly Mm. at the same time. So there was really nothing in between. So I guess in many ways as a designer, um, like if you look at interior fit-outs, if you look at the retail fit-out, your average um, shopping centre lasts about five to seven years. And every five to seven years, the entire store gets stripped and all of that material goes into landfill. Um, We want to accelerate the advent of circular materials for the construction sector. We want all retail stores and schools and fit-outs to be made out of clean stone so that we can, it can be low carbon and nothing will end up into landfill. So schools are a very, I suppose, um, they're a very important part of that step in uh, education environments, which um, does go through a bit of turnaround as well.
0: Great. Good answer. As I recall last time I talked to you, were you working on some portable, like container size yeah, projects? Yeah. What's the latest with that?
1: Yeah, so at the end of last year, we closed our $1.5 million investment round. And as we speak, um, we are building the, 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 the pilot microfactory plants that we're hoping to complete by the end of this year, if everything goes to plan. Um, so the the plan is we've, we've just signed some pretty big checks at engineering firms in the last month, and it's pretty scary as a startup founder to do that, um, but it's also very also very necessary. So... Ideally, um, we've signed up a commercial partnership over in Aussie, um, and there's a there's a pretty exciting partner that we signed up with um, Aspect Furniture as well, um, who will be using this integrate Cleanstone across the range of products um, for the commercial workspace. Amazing. So, if everything goes to plan, we'll complete our microfactory by the end of the year. We'll commence plans on setting up into Australia next year. Um, there's a site that we looked at that looks pretty cool, and we'll we'll look at developing different places at the same time, different markets at the same time.
0: Yeah, and those micro factories. What would be the dream of how they would work and where they would work?
1: Yeah, so being a Māori-owned business, um, you know, uh, um, one of the one of our values is we, we really want to enter into commercial relationships with with iwi and support the mana um, motuhake of Māori as well as we as we grow. So, our, our um, as part of our strategy, we would love to partner alongside iwi and offer them the first right of refusal to become a franchisee or a commercial partner to a critical micro factory. So as as we um, attack and take on a $1.7 billion industry in Aotearoa and $330 billion industry globally, we can do that alongside um, Māori and support the aspirations of First Nation communities too. So in Aotearoa, we want to do that with Māori. Um, and as we go into Aussie, we would love to be able to do the same with um, First Nation um, communities and authorities and stuff too. So the, the dream is that it's the construction industry is not slowing down. The market is huge and the value of, of products in that market um, can be really high. And as we grow, we want to support and uplift um, other indigenous communities with us at the same time as well.
0: Great right to have you
1: in. Tēnā bros. Thank you for the time.
0: Uh, That's Rui Peng, uh, and he's just uh, got a big gig replacing the tabletops at Manurewa High with his particular um, uh, new products called Cleanstone, which is a pretty beautiful construction material made from plastic waste. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?